Welcome everyone. I hope you're all well. Alhamdulillah. We need to bring voices together, grassroots voices, and provide Muslim women from a variety of backgrounds a space to talk about what matters to them. A lot of the time within our mainstream media, we don't get to actually voice our opinion. And so Alhamdulillah, spaces like this um, allow us to do that and to actually talk about ourselves firsthand rather than someone else talking about us. Alhamdulillah. Our speaker, who is Hina Junejo, her title for the speech is Infidelity to Leap of Faith. Hina Supanla is a leadership development consultant, lecturer and an empowerment consultant. Hina is a proud survivor of domestic violence and abuse. Through her business, Hina's holistic healing, uh, she now supports victims of domestic violence through relationship coaching. Alhamdulillah, she um, has chosen her route to empowerment, self-love and freedom and basically, mashallah, I know Hina personally, so she does all those things and then offers it to others and trains others. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to invite Hina. She's very, uh, she's an expert at speaking, She's got her own Sky channel, 749, where she uh, talks about women empowerment as well, Sahili. So Hina, if you're ready. Okay, inshallah, yeah. Assalamualaikum everybody and welcome on board. Without further ado, I'm just going to dive straight into it. So um, as Sister Hani already mentioned, I'm going to be talking about um, the story of a girl. And the title of the talk is From Infidelity to the Leap of Faith that she, she took. Now, uh, what that story is, um, that there's this girl uh, at the age of 19. She was basically married to an infidel. And then the 12 long years that she was in that abusive relationship, she went through trauma, abuse, um, violence, so much so that, but at the end of 12 years, when she finally got a divorce, which was again by share of luck, that her ex-husband remarried another woman without her permission. And so then things just started kicking off quite a lot. Everything went up in the air. And um, getting a divorce from that person was, again, another mission in itself. But we're not going to be talking about that right now. We're going to be talking about the happy things that, ha that happened after she got her freedom back. So after 12 years uh, of being in a very abusive relationship, emotional, physical, financial, all sorts, she gets her freedom back in the form of a divorce. And now that she's got her freedom back, she's thinking, well, you know, I'm familiar, what I'm familiar with, and that was like living inside the cage. Let's now explore how does it feel like to get your wings back. So her approach towards looking at life has always been optimistic and positive, and she's always focused, following her intuitions, she's always focused on how to lift herself back up rather than how she fell down. That's been her approach throughout, ever since that she remembers she was born. There was a very, you know, loud voice inside her that she used, that used to tell her always that there's something more to life than what is apparent. So whatever is zahir is something that the eyes can see and meet, but there was more at the bottom level, at the hidden level, and that voice used to shout out loud at her. However, obviously, 
confined in the norms and the cultural limitations where she was living, she couldn't see beyond until she found a wing. And eventually when she got her freedom, Alhamdulillah, she decided to relocate and break the shackles of limitations, the limitations of the culture, the limitations of uh, all the labels that she was going to get once after being divorced. So just to name a few, she was scared of being labeled a divorcee, an unchast woman, good for nothing person, a single mom, a rebel, a cultural misfit, if you like. And why a cultural misfit? Just because she knew what was right and what was wrong. She wanted to live her life the way that Islam wants a woman to live, and which is that a woman is a powerful being and she's been given all the rights to live a happy life. Um, all those rights that men enjoy in our society as well. Sadly, coming from uh, an Asian background, that's not how it works. An Asian background, a community where she was living in, uh, it was basically, um, it was, the society was very male chauvinist, if you like. So she wanted to break the shackles and start a fresh new life. So she decides to then relocate to England. And she made that decision. She took the permission from her parents. They gave her their duas. And that was the most powerful thing, thing or a powerful gift that she could ever get. The, the dua of her parents. And with that, she took a leap of faith and she relocated to England, a country which was completely new to her. She didn't know nobody there. So it basically gave her a clean start, a fresh start to start from all, of, all over again and be able to pursue her passions in life. She was passionate about educating and investing in herself. She was passionate about getting to know who she was she wanted to reconnect with her real self and she wanted to follow her intuition because those loud noises were even louder now. And now she could partially see that what those loud noises meant and that there's more to life than what she has been living for the past 12 years. So now she's seeked admission in one of the esteemed universities in England. And now she's thinking that, you know, I'm broke and I'm broken. Where do I go next from here? And then she's just suddenly reminded that you've got some magic beans. And what were those magic beans? Those magic beans were the dowry that she was given at the time of her marriage. So then broken, broken, she starts selling those magic beans and starts investing in her education and starts investing in herself. And while she's in, on this journey of personal development, on this journey of being able to reconnect with herself so that she knows who she is in order to get to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at a deeper and a greater level, because that was her end in mind. And this journey, the destination was to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at a deeper level. But this journey, you know, um, the means to the, end, to the end was this journey of self-exploration. Now, while she's selling those magic beans and investing in herself just to be able to support in a new country that she calls home now, where she feels safe and it comes across as a safe haven to her because she can breathe safe. She doesn't feel she's going to be judged by anybody. She's left that life far behind where she was afraid that people are going to start labeling her because now the new start, nobody knows her. And the way that she's going to pave her ways, the way she's going to live her life is all dependent on her and dependent on her mindset. So while she's investing into her personal development, in her hearts of hearts, she's making the sincere dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going from one masjid to another, going from one jik to another. Ya Allah, I'm seeking companionship. Ya Allah, I got married at the age of 19 and now I'm in my prime at the age of 30. 
I gave all that I could to that to that person. And you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much of my life, of my youth, of my everything, my love, my commitment, I gave to that person. Please reward me in return of my service to that person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obviously works in mysterious ways, subhanAllah. One fine day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listens to her dua and her dua gets accepted. So, so basically, the dua that she was asking was, number one, for companionship, and number two, she wanted to be united with her children who had been kidnapped by her ex-husband whilst she had been given a divorce. So these were the two basic emotional traumas that he could make her go through. Long story short, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts her dua. She's making a dua for companionship. She's asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala desperately, Ya Allah, please, please make, give me a fresh clean start and help me find a reward for myself. Because I know if I marry reward, I will not be, I will, it, it's going to be easy for me. You know, just, just basically a very clean, smooth, easy transition for me. He's labeled me. He's not going to judge me. He's going to accept me for who I am. He's not going to tell me you're a divorce. He's not going to tell me you've got liabilities. You've got three older children with you. He will embrace me for who I am. And that's exactly what happened one fine day. This fine gentleman sends me a request on Facebook, which I'm scared of accepting, but I need to accept this because there's a forceful, you know, calling, which is telling me he is the one. And I go for it, go for it. Alhamdulillah, I accepted that Facebook friend request. And immediately I started sharing my concern with the brother saying that, you know, hands on heart, he, he can't see me, but Allah knows, you know, <laughs> that this is for real. And I'm saying, brother, I'm sorry, I don't have no time to faff around. The only reason I've accepted your friend request is because this is what my situation is, that I am seeking companionship and I've got my children. I would love to somebody who accepts me for who I am. And I don't know the reason why you, you know, um, sent me a friend request. And in retrospect, the other person starts sending me smiley faces saying, well, that's exactly why I contacted you. Because if you know XYZ Sheikh, you had probably contacted him at one point in time and he has now got in touch with me. And he's told me about you and sister, here I am. So if you have any concerns, please feel, feel free to share them with me. And so then my first concern was, brother, from another mother, I am a divorcee. Is that acceptable to you? So again, those same labels and the fixed mindset, you know, that I've been living in for such a long, long time period of 12 years starts kicking in. And so then he says, well, you know, he, he smirks and he says, perhaps I'd be divorced a couple of times as well. And that, that's something for consolation. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'm like, okay, uh, maybe he's just being a bit sarcastic. So I said, right, that's okay. Um, so, uh, so, so brother, I've got three children as well, and I would love to be reunited with them. Would you be happy to wing them? And he says, children, you know, children are an investment. I'd be more than happy to wing them, sister. And so the third thing I said was, um, it seems like maybe I am a couple of years older than you as well, brother. And so he goes like, Again, you know, another smiley face and I'm like a bit confused. Is that something to be, you know, um, happy about? I'm just a bit confused. And he goes like, well, if that makes you feel any better, my last girlfriend was older than me as well. So then, alhamdulillah, <laughs> as much as I was boiling from inside with those answers, I just knew that he's the right one. Alhamdulillah, we finally got married. We took a leap of faith. We didn't have a long list to tick, right? What were you earning? Where do you live? Which car do you have? Complete leap of faith. Did my stakhara, parents gave me du'as and alhamdulillah, I got a beautiful companion in life. I was reunited with my older three children in England and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me a bonus of exactly another set of three children. 
And if you're curious to know who that family is or who that girl is that I'm talking about, then inshallah, I will be happy to show you. That's, that's who she is there. And this is her family. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. MashaAllah. So yeah, Alhamdulillah, probably you guys would remember, you would have seen us on it a couple of um, years ago. Uh, there was this very famous documentary by the name of Extremely British Muslims. And in that segment, under the category of rules, this is the family that they were talking about, which is me and my newfound family. Alhamdulillah. With that, Jazakallah, Kare sisters. I love you for the sake of Allah. I hope my story has uh, somewhat inspired you and all those sisters who are looking for prospective spouses. But please keep it simple. Do your istikhara and go for it. Please don't have long lists to take right, inshallah. MashaAllah, what a beautiful story. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect your family and keep you, um, alhamdulillah, happy, alhamdulillah, in this life and the next. What a beautiful story. MashaAllah, jazakallah khair. Very inspirational. I think the background that you've come from, touching on the um, domestic violence, domestic abuse, as we know, during COVID, it has increased quite a lot. There's a lot of sisters that are going to be in that uh, situation. And I think the more we talk about this, the better. The more we talk about the success stories, the rahmah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us um, to break free and to know that it's um, a blessing from Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to protect ourselves, wants us to look after ourselves, wants us to turn to him in dua to ask for his help. You know, rather than staying stagnant or staying in a depressive or oppressive state. But I think your story shows that, you know what, making dua, asking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help is a form of sabr. Leaving the situation is a form of huge sabr that you had to endure. So jazakallah uh, And I really pray that the sisters listening to this, alhamdulillah, can take uh, benefit from it. Sister Hina, someone who's in the DV situation, cultural baggage, etc., if you can give me one line that you think will motivate them to get out of that situation. It's a big one, big ask this is. Take your control back. Don't choose to live in that situation. Choose to come out and take your power back. Masha, take your control back. Just like her. Muslim Voices. Muslim Voices.